Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Got a big event coming up March 8th, 630 to 830. Would love to see you there. Going to be in Foster City. March 8th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Nice hotel. Uh, freshly remodeled. So, got a good sports bar. Got uh okay food. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. In particular, the stock market is kind of where I like to start this hour. And uh, building from there. Making a bigger deal out of a big deal, right? So yesterday we had the federal chairman, Jerome Powell, who's kind of a big deal in the world of finance, in the world of banking. He came out and said, you know, hey, this is what I think. The market made a bigger deal out of his remarks because the market likes to make a big deal from people who are big deals. So he talked with the House Financial Service Committee yesterday. Um, some of the things he said were kind of a continuation of Janet Yellen, so I was a little surprised the market panicked. But that's where we are right now. And I think as long as we keep hearing GDP growth 3% or above, we, as long as we don't see inflation numbers out of control, I think we can deal with a little higher interest rates. Give the Fed some ammo to move back down if uh, you know another market event warrants that. Mr. Powell served as a reminder that the path of least resistance for policy rates right now, this is the bottom line, is higher. So whether it means one, two, three, four, five, six rate hikes, it's all going to depend on the data. And the data's been good. So Tuesday's action on the market uh, doesn't hide the fact that the S&P 500 surged 9.8% in 11 trading sessions. So we went down whoosh. We roared right back. Now we're up over 10%. So notably, that kind of move is is fast, and it's not typically very believable. It's not convincing. You have a market that sells off when people are like, I never want to see that market again. You have a market that's you know at a bottom when your neighbor goes, you still in the stock market, Robert? I thought you'd be out by now. Um, that's when you do your best. So... Apple's hired a big-name director to create an original series. M. Night Shyamalan's going to make a 10-episode show. Yeah, it's okay. I'm kind of with it. Ex-Twitter CEO Dick Costello has shut down his new venture, a fitness app called Chorus. The idea was that a group of friends would sign up and declare their fitness goals to motivate each other, but the app struggled uh, to keep users beyond the first couple of weeks. So you have... Dick Costello was a stand-up comedian, not before he became CEO, but in the process of becoming CEO. Um, the app has money-making potential, but because of you know situations at this point in time, um, it runs into some problems. 
uh, social accountability. The app was running afoul of a deep-seated human psychological phenomenon known as abstinence violation effect. And uh, basically, like, what's that? That social accountability and social motivation are the only way to get people to do things that uh, they sort of want to do otherwise? Pretty crazy. So you think, like, hey, this guy's going to touch gold. He wants to touch Twitter. And he, he came out okay on Twitter, just FYI. Um, not all the Twitter investors did. And on spending a $1 billion to acquire smart, smart door startup ring. This is all, to me, it's all about that smart speaker. And right now it's a Google and Amazon thing. And Google has basically given them away. If you bought a thermostat, if you bought any product, a doorbell, they're basically giving you them. Because they want to own search, and Amazon wants to own sales, and Apple wants to own quality entertainment. And all these guys will do different things in order to show how great they are. But Amazon wants you to have your doorbell hooked up to your speaker so that you keep your Amazon speaker for five years because you're going to keep your doorbell for five years. And if you keep it for five years, you'll get used to the next five years of saying, hey, Alexa, um, give me toilet paper. So you ever been on the toilet and reach for the toilet paper? There's none. Now you can say, hey, Alexa, deliver one hour toilet paper. It's, I'm sorry, it's, it's amazing. I'm afraid I can't do that. It's amazing and miraculous. Is it not? Is it not that we can have Amazon bring us toilet paper? I find it amazing and miraculous. So, I'm not a big Academy Awards person, so I won't even talk about it. Um, I'll save that for other people who will. And the Oscar goes to... Black. Um, one thing I do, Bill Gates is kind of on a tour right now, and uh, I think he's a pretty smart guy. And if you read his book 20 years ago and 25 years ago, what technology was going to look like, a lot of it's pretty, pretty true. Um, in a lot of countries, he's he considered a hero. In our country, we consider him like, like, hey, weren't you the Microsoft Monopoly guy? So Gates said in a recent Reddit thread that Americans should expect another financial crisis to the magnitude of the 2008 downturn. He thinks that the world is improving and often cites the falling number of people living in extreme poverty as evidence. That's actually a real good piece of financial information. The falling number of people living in extreme poverty... Um, now when he starts predicting, you know, a financial crisis or not, you know, take it as a grain of salt. He's not an economist per se, but he deals with a lot of data and a lot of money. He went on to say the 2008 crisis led to a great recession. We saw almost 8.8 million jobs lost. The net worth of households across America fell 19 trillion and the number of homeless families increased. We forget that that wasn't that long ago. News was doing stories about homeless families. Um, but he says he's a big fan of optimism, of innovation, capitalism, and he thinks that's going to improve life situations around the world. And if you do that, you kind of rid yourself of extreme poverty. And if you get, you know, 7 billion people um, living on less than $1.90 a day, and then you get 7 billion people living on two ten a day, you could see how the future economies are going to continue to grow. Um, if we continue to watch out and try to squash severe poverty. Um, and again, another recession's coming. So 
I think we know that. And the Oscar goes to, I'm not going to do it. I just refuse. Uh, Snap CEO paid himself $637 million. And it tells you how messed up executive compensation is. I'm not saying he's not worth it if he's making billions and billions of valuation for shareholders. But it seems like in good times and bad times, sometimes you see this happen a little bit too often. And the CEO will take a dollar pay, but you know, grant themselves seven hundred million shares of the stock. Um, it's frustrating. I, I know that people look at that and it turns them off from investing. That's unfortunate. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, chatting with Coach Sendak, your Santa Clara Broncos basketball report. It's now time for a check-in with our partners at Santa Clara Basketball for this week's chat with Coach Sindek. Here's the voice of the Broncos, Anthony Passarelli with Coach. We're here for this week's chat with uh, Coach Sendek segment brought to you by Heffernan Insurance Brokers. Heffernan, proud partner of Santa Clara Athletics. Joined by Bronco head coach Herb Sendek as Santa Clara goes into the West Coast Conference Tournament starting uh, this Friday at 8 o'clock against the Pepperdine Waves. Coach, I wanted to ask you as a result of the last weekend against uh, St. Mary's, the game on the road, wanted to know the health of the team going into this W. CC tournament specifically, Emmanuel looked to have a little bit of a back uh, issue when he fell to the court at uh, Moraga, and KJ's ankle. Uh, can you give us a status on those? Well, I think both guys will be available and ready to play, although this time of year, a lot of guys have bumps and bruises, twists and sprains. Uh, KJ hurt his ankle against St. Mary's early in the game. He had the scary fall late in the game and has a contusion on his back, and Matt Hauser came back for the first time in about a month, and really was a shell of himself in terms of conditioning and timing. All guys, all those guys will be ready, um, hopefully as close to 100% as, as possible. But I think of the three, Matt Hauser has the steepest climb, having been out for so long. Well, and then uh, the first-round matchup is against the Pepperdine Waves, a team the Bron- Broncos beat twice during the regular season. I know most coaches have told me over the years when I ask this question, you throw all of that out, it's a new game, and you go after them and you prepare. Uh, but can you take some things from those victories over Pepperdine the first couple of times to say, hey, guys, this worked for us before. We're going to maybe tweak it slightly, but not too much. We do that every game. Um, whether we win or lose, the next time we play an opponent, we look back and we just try to find out what they did against us, what worked, what didn't work. Um, but no two teams are ever exactly the same. You know, we're not the same team that played them back in December, let alone uh, six weeks ago uh, in Malibu. And they're not the same team either. And so um, it's a new game. Uh, we'll rely on both of those contests to learn you know, tendencies. Um, we'll watch their most recent games, as we always do, to see what they're doing now, maybe differently, better um, than they did because we played them such a long time ago. 
Right. And that conference tournament opener is Friday night, 8 o'clock at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. We'll have it for you on AM 1220 KDOW. One final question for you. We had a, a surprise visitor, I should say, on the bus uh, to Moraga. Your dad was uh, in town, and I had a chance to talk with him last year before the start of the season. Uh, how much, I mean, son of a coach. Uh, he coached at the junior college level, at the high school level. How's he doing, and, and how much has uh, his, I guess, presence and his coaching uh, had an effect on, on your life? Yeah, no, he's had a profound effect on me in, in every way. In fact, uh, everybody says we not only look alike, but we sound alike, and we have the same mannerisms. So I guess the apple didn't fall too far from the tree, uh, but he obviously um, is somebody who I have tremendous respect for as a person, as a man, um, and obviously love very much. And it was great to have him in town um, for the last two games, uh, unfortunately, he won't be in Las Vegas, but it was good to have him on board for a while. Yeah, always good to see him. Well, thanks a lot, Coach, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, probably after the game on Friday. Thanks, Anth. All right. Be sure and catch the Broncos and West Coast Conference tournament action right here on AM 1220 KDOW, the home of Santa Clara basketball. If you and I were to say, you know, Let's invest some money in a house. Let's 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 go ahead and together as a team. And uh, you were like, I think Stockton's great because you can get five houses for a million dollars. And I'd be like, but schools are bad. Let's go for you know somewhere that's got great schools, but you're going to pay a lot more money. But you're also going to probably save a lot of downside in a worst case scenario because there's always a mom that wants to move in per se. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. It's when you tie the whole we're buying a house because we want a family and then we want our schools to be good for our kids uh, you tie that together you have a pretty good combination for the protection against the downside i think is really what a lot of people are fearful against but um you know most people when they buy a house they're buying it because they want to live there and they want to grow a family there and uh, if you do it right and you qualify and it's not going to be a burden on your budget um I think that you have to, if you can ride out the cycles, I don't think it's a big deal uh, if there's a loss on the downside for, you know, temporarily. So picking the schools, I think it's going to help you with that. Right. Yeah. And it's like living next to a hospital. You kind of want to live in a city with a hospital, but you don't necessarily want to live right next to a hospital. And you're like, first thought, you're like, I'm right next to a hospital in case something happens to me or the boys. You could rush us to the emergency room. And then you're like, okay, that's great. It's a great hospital. But then you go... Oh, but at night I'm going to hear sirens. I'm going to hear ambulances bringing people to the same emergency room. So it's funny. There's sometimes no right answer. There's just kind of big compromises. Uh, renovation boom right now is turning people's homes into ATM machines yet again. Uh, how often do you see people come to you and they want to renovate and they want to take equity out of their house and see what that looks like? Yeah, pretty interesting stats. So we in back in 2005, 2006, we got to about 89% of all refinances were a little bit of, you know, some sort of cash out transaction. Uh, last quarter, it was 44%. And just that's this recent crap. quarter, it was 49%. So that's growing. Uh, we're seeing a lot more people saying that an equity line doesn't make as much sense as opposed to a total refinance, especially when we see these rates kind of bouncing off the bottoms that we've seen recently. Um, so it gives people opportunity to take some really cheap money out. With mortgage rates so low for so long, most borrowers are opting for a second loan rather than refinancing their current mortgage to cash out. Second loans, such as home equity lines of credit, are booming. You and I talked yesterday. I was, I've got a mortgage right now that maybe I want to sell my home and use that equity elsewhere. But I'm like, I don't want to sell the mortgage. 
Like, how can I keep the mortgage and not, and, like, it sucks. Yeah. And, and it's then, so know, good that you're tied to it. Should I get a $200,000 equity line at, you know, whatever prime plus or prime minus and, and then risk having that, the prime rate go up, which it could happen. It could happen. It, you know, we're on schedule for, you know, to a year. What is prime right now? Roughly 4%, I believe. Okay. So if you're getting an, equity how, do, line, how, how, how do equity lines work? So Let's say you get two hundred thousand. Is it? It's a pure adjustable, and it's going to be the the rate will be set prime plus or prime minus. Right, it could be prime right. plus zero. So this just say it's four percent, and then the prime rate goes up, your interest rate goes up, and it's adjustable every month. So, How long do home equity lines of credit last? Last. So it, the the payment is based off of thirty year term. Okay. If you do the principal and interest payment, the draw period is usually ten years. A lot of these come with interest only for ten years, and then it balloons at twenty years. I Means you have to pay it back in twenty years. Okay. Do, do people pay it off earlier? Can they pay it off? Well, see, that's that's where um, let's say you are selling or you, you want to keep your house and buy another house and take the equity out, but you don't want to touch your first loan. And you look at an equity line and go, um, "I can get this equity line. And am I going to hold it for the term? Am I going to have somebody else pay it off with the rent?" Um, or can I pay it down? It's all about how fast you can pay it back because when you get an arm, which this is, at low interest rates, um, you really have very little room for it to go down. It's going to usually go up. So you're, you're, you're opening yourself up to more risk on the upside uh, interest rate-wise. But the um, in the whole picture, it's about your total payments for most people. What's your aggregate interest rate? But if you can pay it back quicker, that interest rate effectively is lower. The nice thing about an equity line is if you can pay it off in chunks, because it is a pure adjustable, it will change your payment lower as opposed to what a 30-year fix to do, which just shortens your term. I'm with you. you find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220. Got a big event coming up March 8th, Crown Plaza. Foster City, right at 92, tail end of rush hour, so get there a little early, have a drink, relax. March 8th, 6.30 to 8.30, retirement income planning, CFP, Chad Burton, myself. We'll talk some wealth strategies, we'll talk the stock market, we'll talk product, good product, bad product. There's a need for this information. You should find out more, especially if you're cruising towards retirement, by going to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And uh, clicking on the events and using the code RADIO25 to get in for free. CFP, Chad Burton, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm well. Um, you know, it, it's, it's early in the year, but we look at last year as, you know, every year there's something on Wall Street, whether it's fears of inflation or deflation or high oil or low oil or profits or a uh, new product. Uh, last year seemed to be the buy the dips, go down 3%, rally up 5%, go down 5%, rally up 3%. Seem to work all year long. This year seems to be the fear of inflation and higher interest rates and how those go hand-in-hand hand to maybe upset the stock market. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, we get to a point that you've got to really kind of keep an eye on the 10-year Treasury, right, where we had a really big run-up in rates in terms of a percentage of where they started from last year to this year, from below 2 to 2.91 even just yesterday, a little lower today on the 10-year Treasury, but and that's the one that more affects 
mortgages and things like that. The bigger pieces of debt that affect the economy, what the feds do is the overnight lending rate, which will affect things like home equity line of credit. And that's even gotten more confusing, right? Because if, if people have home equity lines of credit that aren't used for the acquisition of their current home, it's not deductible. So it makes refinancing those a little bit more tricky under the new tax law. But um, higher rates, you know, higher inflation, is a decent amount of inflation is a healthy economy, right? It means higher demand, higher demand, higher demand. But then deflation is bad for the economy. So the Fed's trying to get it right, right in the middle. And that is going to be tricky because, I mean, what do you think? Can, they, can we really measure inflation these days with different forms of commerce that we have? I think we can. Are we using up our whole paycheck or not? And a lot of people will say, yeah, we are. Um, am right. I getting more for less or am I getting less for more? And I, I think we always feel less for more, but I don't know. Well, that's it's, what I feel. I mean, because, these, oh, no, in, no inflation numbers out from the government, you know, a year where they didn't raise Social Security, for example, but yet we all feel like we're spending more on the same goods. So I kind of have trouble thinking that the government can even measure this very well anymore. And then there's all sorts of inflation, right? You know, parking uh, meters in San Francisco, they go up, we get angry, parking or driving across the bridge, that's inflation, you know, what it is. But then again, like TVs, it feels deflationary to me, and that's okay, because I get more TV for less money. But Apple's got the whole thing figured out with tech, that they can charge more every year, they give you more, they think, and you pay more. And that's unheard of, and one day when that turns around, that may be something of a problem, but... Good opportunity to come out and meet you March 8th. So what about bond funds and 401ks? I've heard, I've I've not liked bonds, and you know that, and it's irresponsible for me to say that. But but at my age, I've kind of avoided all bonds. Mm -hmm. Um, But now you're hearing some people on media. I I think Warren Buffett basically, he didn't call bonds jerks, but it wasn't nice what he was speaking about with bonds, right? Well, a lot of the talk is that the bull market in bonds is over, is what the call is for. But we seem to have heard this story at the beginning of the last three years in a row, right? I mean, it's it's kind of like it just comes around again at the beginning of the year, and then the market plays out, how it plays out, and you, you, you find good managers and you stick with it. Um, what people should do about their 401ks, the first thing that people should do is figure out where they are at in life, because... The you're right. I mean, if you're 30, 40 years old and you own a lot of bonds because you've tested conservatively in your risk tolerance tests, either with your 401k on the online tools or with an advisor, a lot of times that's because it's lack of education on how the market works. If the market is very rarely, it, 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 are you going to get these steady returns? And it's often, you know, three steps forward, two steps back type of a process. And people that grew up in the last two decades, they saw the tech correction, they saw the credit crisis. So a lot of 30, maybe 40-year-olds are very conservative when it comes to the stock market because of what they've seen. But if you look at the averages over a long period of time, when you're looking at 15, 20-year time frame, stocks are going to do very, very well. And bonds are historically low on rates, and if rates continue to go up, bonds might struggle a little bit. So I think you're right. I don't think you're doing a disservice to anybody if, if people are 30, 40 years old. Um, owning bonds, it's not going to get them anywhere. But um, you do need bonds, though, as you get closer and closer to retirement because they will provide income and they will provide. The biggest benefit is that cushion that occurs when you have those big corrections that happen every five to seven years, those 20% corrections 
if you have the right type of bond or bond fund, those typically will go up in value to help cushion that. And that's when you come out way ahead. That's when you end up outperforming with a balanced portfolio is when those bonds provide the cushion. That's the biggest part of those. So you need that in retirement, but you have to be careful which type of bond funds you own right now. So in essence, to stay on track on time, there's a big event coming up March 8th, um, 630 to 8.30. It is at the Crown Plaza, San Mateo-ish, even though it's Foster City, but it's San Mateo County. People can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code radio25 to get in. I got an email yesterday. I want to supersede your third question with one from what I got. 66-year-old woman has longevity into the almost 100, health into 90. She wants to get long-term care insurance. And I go, you know, lady... Typically, most people think about long-term care in their 50s, late 40s, mid-50s. But when you wait to 66, the insurance companies aren't going to be stupid. They're not going to say, here, we're going to give you $100,000 a year for long-term care. How old is too old to get long-term care, Chad? Well, she's approaching that age. I mean, it's really an issue of can you afford it? And when you buy traditional long-term care insurance, you have to realize that rates are likely going to go up because 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 every day. And so those... Those claims are starting to come in. I mean, this is one of the reasons why GE Capital had such problems with long-term care insurance, that they drastically underpriced. But it's something that everybody could, should consider all the time. And she's not too old yet. She might have a bunch of old whole life policies that she bought, and she, she might be able to do a 1035 exchange into a better type of life insurance where you can use the death benefit early for long-term care. So you got to explore your options, but do it with somebody that's not trying to sell you the product. And if they need a referral, they can drop you a line, chat at newfocusfinancial.com. It's chat at newfocusfinancial.com. What about life insurance and annuities? Will higher rates improve these products or hurt these products? Well, the higher rates, so people that bought kind of the fixed type of life insurance, whole life or universal life, a lot of those people are wasting their money because rates have dropped and they're still putting the same amount of money in. And they really need to check their policies to see if they're going to continue to work out for them. And higher rates would hopefully help those. But, I mean, just look at better uses of life insurance. And if you have a bad annuity variable or fixed, don't just think you're stuck in it. You can do 1035 exchanges into better products. For example, there's no-load variable annuities. And you might have bought a variable annuity from a bank with super high fees. If you're out of surrender, you can transfer those 1035 exchange tax-free to a better option. Stop working with commission-based people and getting into these bad products. Sounds good. Anything else you want to add or bring up or note? Uh, no, it, I think that uh, uh, going to the event, especially if you're you know, 10 years from retirement or in retirement, a lot of new options under this new tax law for retirees. You want to check that out. Lots going on. Lots going on this year with taxes, huh? Uh, it's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. He will be doing the show here tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. You can find out more by listening to him then and on Friday. Uh, we typically bounce around the 6 a.m. time slots, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy his dulcy tones talking about financial matters. Um, lots going on there, to say the least. And again, you can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Um, use code radio25 to get in for free. Um, other big stories of note out there. <clears throat> um, investors are showing optimism following up and down start to the week. Top-weighted financials and tech sectors lead broad market rally. Um, you want financials because they're kind of, to me, a leading indicator. 
Um, they're lending money. If their stock is doing well, that probably means they're lending money. If they're lending money, you're probably out there spending money. If you're spending money, you're probably out there helping the economy. Um, but the FANG stocks uh, continue to lead us higher. A lot of people think, let's take a break on those. But what do you want to own? A material stock? A telecom stock? It's tough to say, right? Anyway, you can find out more about the event by going to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um, love doing these events. I thought we've been at one minute for like two minutes now. Um, but retirement income st- strategies and estate planning, Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. It's $25 to get in, but it's tw- uh, get $25 off if you use the code RADIO25. All about your portfolio from accumulation to income, minimizing your retirement income taxes, Social Security strategies, measuring your risk in your portfolio, uh, protecting your estate from long-term care costs, and much, much more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I have some tickets that I'm going to be giving away. Two sets of tickets. One, no, I'm going to give away a lot of tickets at the final break of this hour. Ricardo O'Connor and Jeff Dunham. That's right, Jeff Dunham. You need some laughter these days. No? Take a break. We'll be right back. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Doing some work right now on auto insurance rates. They're climbing as the number of cars and distractions are rising. Uh, we live in a world where we may have self-driving cars sooner than later that could almost 100% protect each other from killing each other, especially drunk drivers. And yet, still there's too much technology going on in cars right now and too much technology going on in cars with people's hands. What's interesting to note is the insurance companies are pretty smart. So they, if they see that you got a ticket for distracted driving, they jack up your rates 16 to 20%. And I think that's great. Um, the national average cost of car insurance this year is about $1,400 and 27%. That's up 20% on its own. And if you've got bad driving habits and, and or get tickets, it's going to cost you. And my cost of car insurance is going to be lower than your cost of car insurance. And I'm going to have a a prettier wife, a prettier car, a prettier house, and prettier children than you. Because in the end, you decided to get a distracted driving and changed how much you pay a month in insurance and got another one and, uh-oh, license got suspended. So insurance for people with cars is a compulsory product. But you can shop around. I highly recommend that. Um, look for reward programs. You could try to shop in bulk with... Um, family members and add on like home insurance and motorcycle boat insurance, rental insurance, things along those lines. So it's out there. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's time for tickets. Winning. Two, and this is going to be a long segment, two, a pair of tickets to see Jeff Dunham, America's favorite ventriloquist, Wednesday, March 7th, 2018 from 730 uh, at the SAP Center. So the SAP Center sets us up. Jeff Dunham, America's favorite ventriloquist. Again, can you think of another one? Probably not. He's bringing his cast of characters on the road to SAP Center at San Jose for his passively aggressive tour March 7th at SAP Center. With over a million YouTube subscribers massing over a billion views, Dunham has carved out his own unique space in comedy world, leading to a record-breaking viewership. With his comedy specials on Comedy Central and NBC, Passively Aggressive is likely to be a pretty darn good show. So if you want tickets to the March 7th show, 730 we have a pair of tickets to see Jeff Dunham. 
Call now, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm giving away two pairs per day. So that's two today, two tomorrow, two on Friday. Call now to win those. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. But the tickets aren't done because I have more tickets to give away for Ricardo Ohana. Uh, February 26th is when we started this. It's going to be on February, March 11th. March 11th, not February. Winners can receive a pair of tickets to Ricardo Ohana. Um, he's a Latin American musician. The event's taking place at SAP Center at San Jose. March 11th, 7 o'clock. Um, you can learn more and get tickets at SAPcenter.com. That's SAPcenter.com or go to kdow.biz. So we got tons of tickets to give away today, and all you have to do to win either or is call up 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220 and ask for your winning tickets. Previous winners in the last 30 days are excluded. Good luck. 800-516-1220. Those are some pretty good giveaways. Real dollar values, real SAP event kind of entertainment. I like it. I like it a lot. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Yesterday, it was all about paying attention to Chairman Powell and see what he was going to have to say about interest rates and inflation and what his expectations are. And basically, we've got an economy that is okay. Status quo right now. So... Uh, Dick Sporting Goods is going to stop selling assault-style rifles after the Florida school shooter. They did sell a rifle or a, a gun, let me correct myself, to that, that child who shot up the school, but this was not the gun that he used. This is a worthy-of-note kind of story because it's showing you that the tide's starting to turn a little bit. Um, retailers are for real taking out assault-style rifles. It's hurting uh, shares of Sturm Ruger today as well as American outdoor brands. Um, So that's worthy of note. Amazon made some headwind today in trying to keep the Amazon Alexa speaker relevant uh, by picking up Ring Doorbell. So now with the Ring, you can say, hey, Alexa, who's at the door? And Alexa will turn on your phone and show you. Um, And that keeps Alexa in your kitchen, maybe. And if it stays in your kitchen, it keeps Alexa as part of your ordering process. So just my opinion, just my thoughts. Uh, investors are showing optimism today. Top-weighted financial and tech sectors are leading the broad market rally. I see that Apple's playing with all-time highs. Facebook, Netflix, Alphabet, um, all doing the same. So that's going on out there at this point in time. Nice day, to say the least. Um, other stories of note, um, Wall Street's climbing after GDP growth was revised lower. So that shows that potentially it shows, not definitively, that maybe we won't overheat and maybe interest rates can be contained here under 3% for a while. Um, U.S. pending home sales slumped 4.7% in January. Um, Not the biggest resale month out there. So pending home sales jumped, uh, slumped 4.7% in January. It's the lowest level in more than three years due to lack of homes for sale, higher prices, rising mortgage rates. National Association of Realtors, also known as NAR, um, said this is the lowest reading since October 2014. Pending sales are a barometer of future purchases. Jim from Fremont won the Dunham tickets. Don't forget if you want tickets to Dunham and or um, Ricardo Ron coming. Um, he's going to be March 2nd. No, not March 2nd, March 11th, 7 o'clock at the SAP Center, Ricardo Ron. 
Um, you can get tickets by calling 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. i got a seminar coming up March 8th. Um, you can sign up for that by going to Rob Black's show. It's Rob Black's show. And use the code RADIO25 to get in for free.